are Locked On, Locked On, Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live on this Thursday. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by just about the only guy not to get a championship ring from Dan Gilbert, David Walker. Man, I kind of like that. Though. That's a nice. Uh, that's a nice gesture on the part of Dan Gilbert. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not bringing the news to you this morning. You've seen this. This report. I'm up on the news of the day, or well, I guess of yesterday. Yeah, I've seen that. That's, well, that's a good one. Well, let's tell our listeners if they haven't. The Cavs owner is giving more than one thousand part and full time employees of the organization a championship ring. Yes, uh, that's that's true. They are all also true. They are all being engraved in beautiful comic sands. Huh? I was waiting for that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All I right. thought that, well, might, that okay. might be in there. Okay, David, were you waiting for this? He was so gracious. He even got the Golden State Warriors a set, too. This is true. He said, uh, don't worry. It, it'll be there in three to one shipping days. Hey, hey. No. Oh, man. All they're, right. They're hot this morning. <laughs> I'm telling you fast. I, I, don't worry. You can you can check me out at the Comedy Zone. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working. Uh, I'll be uh, leading in uh, QCB. From uh, WFNZ. <laughs> so catch me there. Oh, that was sharp. Big show ahead. We've got uh, Justin Thomas from, uh, he's a Locked on Hornets correspondent. He's the host of Hive Talk Live Thursdays, and he's also uh, a reporter for ESPN 730. He goes inside the locker room for the first time this season. Plus, we're doing our Camp Spotlight series. Marvin Williams next up in that series. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Podcast on your favorite teams delivered week daily. Your team every day. Panthers fans, make sure to head over to iTunes after this show and subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. If you have a question or a comment or you want to sponsor the show, email us at buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com. Okay, David, let's start the show with some quick-hitting notes from day two of Hornets training camp, and then we'll chat about it. First up, head coach Steve Clifford. Hey, Cliff, what have the Hornets been up to? You know, we're just getting more organized. Again, we're scrimmaging a lot these first three or four days, so it's just, I think, guys getting their offensive rhythm back, you know, getting used to going up and down the floor a lot, but we're getting good conditioning, and the intensity is good. A lot of scrimmaging. Hey, Hornets power forward Marvin Williams you like all this scrimmaging? No question, man. I've been to a lot of training camps, I guess. And sometimes it's very different, man. You can come out here and do drills for three hours a day, you know what I mean? But Cliff makes it fun in the sense that he allows us to compete. He puts in some sets and work on some things defensively and come out here and scrimmage for three quarters. So it definitely does make it fun, man. It doesn't feel like training camp. It just feels like a practice. Frank Kaminsky, what are you trying to get into this season? Um, you know, for me, I'm trying to get more reps at the five this year. Um, you know, Cody being out, you know, a little bit of an opportunity to do that. All right, David, a lot of scrimmaging, a lot of five-on-five there at camp, and Frank Kaminsky trying to uh, get more reps at the five position. We've been talking about him a lot as the backup power forward option to Marvin Williams, but but he still wants to get in there and, and, and mix it up at the five. Yeah, I mean, a seven-footer, right? I guess so, especially if there's going to be injuries down there. 
Um, and of course he played that role in college, but, um, it's interesting. Do you, do you think this is a new approach? Do you think Clippers trying to, you know, he's got a bit more of a, a veteran group here. Do you think he's trying to keep things interesting? Just, just keep things fun at the start, uh, all this scrimmaging. What do you think that's, uh, yeah, it's it's certainly uh, one approach. The, uh, we've seen other approaches. I remember last season, uh, Dave Yeager and the Grizzlies, they the, they did sort of a camp profile and they just did a ton of drills. And I don't know if it's yeah. a, a veteran or a rookie thing, but this team certainly right. has a lot of veterans, so you don't necessarily have to you know, get get down to the fundamentals, get down to the basics, uh, because there are a lot of familiar faces, including you know, Brian yeah. Roberts and Ramon Sessions, who, who that, played on the team before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All the guys they brought in, minus Hibbert, right? Or most of them have, they're, well, like you said, there's a lot of familiar faces for the most part. So that, that makes sense. But Clifford did seem to hint, David, that it could lead to them playing poorly in the preseason just because, oh, cool. well, just because, you know, they are just kind of mixing it up right now. But that long term, it would benefit the team to get more familiar. It could be also. I'm I'm purely speculating, which we love to do on this show. But this is warning. Yeah. This is pure speculation. But the Hornets did bring in 19 to camp, so I mean that's mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of bodies. So you know that's maybe true. maybe you just want to get several groups out on the floor at the same time, and 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 we know Clifford. And if you don't know out there, Clifford very much about playing groups. And you don't really get to see playing groups if you're doing, you know, suicides, if you're doing drills. Uh, you know, you, right. you get to see those playing groups uh, by running these scrimmages. So, you know, I, I think that's, you know, getting these guys acclimated to the way that the Hornets play offense and defense. And and it's nice. It's, it's nice that this organization has a, a way that they want to do things and that they can show that through scrimmages as opposed to having to build something from the ground up year after year which we see with other teams that do these coaching changes so it's also that's a good point it's also that i just made that i just realized i made that it's a uh it's a product of continuity and coaching and you know you you have clifford who has installed his way of doing things into this organization and so you don't necessarily have to uh you know get down to basics every season yeah that makes sense and numbers and and uh familiarity so a couple of other notes from day two of training camp. We've seen, uh, if you haven't seen the video of MKG hitting three-pointers, go to our Twitter page, uh, at Hive Talk Live. Uh, but David, I'm sure you've seen MKG trying to, uh, continuing to work on that three-point shot. I do see this quote, uh, you know, around these videos, you know, comments on Twitter or comments on at thehive.com. It, it, it all sort of boils down to this, I'm going to wait until he d- actually does it in games to get excited but I I always think like I watched those seven games last season where he did play and and he's done it in games like he's doing it he hasn't done it over a an extended stretch sure but it's not like yeah. it's completely unproven that he can hit this shot videos every year right the first year they were super grainy almost like a UFO sighting <laughs> video it was in the background like it wasn't it's even a film yeah, it was a it was it was an interview of someone else, and in the background you could just make out MKG putting up some threes. But yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, what he hit two in the first game back last year or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just not playing that much. I'm sure it's not top of mind for most people. So for for the videos to come out again is good. I mean, but you have to be kind of like that, right? I want to 
it's not just the threes. You want him to be out there playing. I mean, that, that's the most important thing. If he can th- throw in a three a game or at least keep the defense honest, that's still, I think, all they're looking for at this point. Secondary to staying healthy, of course. All right, Steve Clifford in his uh, training camp comments, doesn't think Nick Batum should change his game at all or reinvent his game in any way just, beca- just because he got paid the big bucks, got that uh, almost max extension from the Hornets. But Coach Clifford saying, you know, if Nick Batum, he thinks Nick Batum played at an all-star level last season, doesn't think he needs to do anything differently other than just you know, making those developmental improvements that a player will make year to year. Do you agree, David? Yeah, I think Nick has been rather consistent when he's been healthy over the course of his year, right? Um, I don't think anyone would, you know, uh, decline a a little uptick in scoring, especially with the loss of Jeremy Lin and some of the unknowns coming in from that angle. But Nick was fantastic last year, uh, in my opinion. I think we both agree on that. So, Certainly, there's always areas to improve on, but he's been playing basketball forever. He's been in the league for, what, 8, 9, 10, whatever, 12. Um, Yeah, so I think uh, that improvement, but, hey, staying healthy, right? That's what we wanted to see coming out of the Olympics, and uh, he's a vital part of this team, so the the creation on offense, I think, is going to be big again. Yeah, and I think what Clifford is getting at, David, is that you don't want a guy to get that extension and then equate that to – oh, well, now I have to become on the the level of usage and the level of scoring and the level of whatever with my counterparts who also make this type of money. You just want him to continue. Don't strike me. I don't yeah, think he'll do that. that type of guy. No, I don't think. I mean, he's again, he's been playing professionally forever. And, and when you talk to him, he, he's just very focused on uh, getting, you know, personally getting better. But he, he's just, it just doesn't seem like a guy that would radically change over one summer, change the approach or his, his way of doing things because he has been doing it for so long. Okay, it's camp week, and we are spotlighting a few players who deserve just a little bit of extra attention. Today, it's Marvin Williams' turn. Last season, Marvin was arguably the team's best all-around contributor. He contributed 40% three-point shooting, rebounding, block shots, And those block shots came without a rim-protecting threat to help him. And versatile defense that including guarding quick threes and back down fours. It earned the 12th-year veteran a new deal with starters money four years, $54 million for Marvin. They signed him with the early bird exception, so the team went over the cap to get their man. Williams had bigger money on the table from other teams, but opted to stay in Charlotte instead. The Hornets' offense was 6.8 points better with Marvin on the floor, and he was only one of five players who totaled 500 boards and hit 153s. The others, David? KD, Paul George, James Harden, and Kevin Love. So Marvin Williams in great company there. Locked on Hornets senior correspondent Justin Thomas was at practice yesterday and has his inside-the-locker-room report on what's ahead for the Hornets' quiet MVP. There are some that think Marvin Williams' career high of 152 made three-pointers last season was a product of a contract year. But Hornets head coach Steve Clifford and Williams had a plan. Uh, when I got here, this, that's what Cliff wanted me to do. So we sat down and talked in the summertime. I spent a great deal of time with Pat Delaney. And uh, we shot a lot of threes. We shot a lot of three-pointers. shot a lot of threes last, uh, this summer. excuse me. So uh, whenever you're willing to work hard, you, know, you can do anything. And I truly believe With the contract already signed and Williams' job security intact, there are fans and writers that don't think he can have another year like last season. 
but Clifford isn't buying that success can be sustained. For two summers now, his commitment, and not, not that he wasn't before, but I mean, he just made such a extraordinary commitment to everything. It's his body, it's his three-point shooting. Um, a lot of it for him was his footwork. You know, it's uh, interesting, right? The guys that work hardest play better. Nationally, the expectations are high for this ball club, but the right approach, effort, and consistency, Clifford and his horns could find themselves via for a home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. From Spectrum Center, Justin Thomas, Locked On Hornets. My man, like Ed Werder, coming to us from Cowboys camp. Listen to him. Love that from (laughs) Justin Thomas. My goodness, what a great report. That was fantastic. I can't wait to hear more of that through the season. Oh, we're going to have plenty of that. So if you're listening now, yeah. just just get ready because those inside the locker room segments are going to be outstanding, taking you, giving you that insider access that you get by listening and subscribing to Locked On Hornets. I do have to say though, you heard it, David. He was, I think he was kind of subtweeting me there in that report. Sub sub reporting me. Um. Some say was that who you're referring to? Right. Well, he said, you know, fans and writers have have been down on Marvin Williams. You know, so, some people think he can't repeat what he did last. Year. I think that was directed at me because I have, I've just been a little concerned about yeah. the the commitment and what happened in the off season because there, look, there there was not enough money to go around. To, to bring, you know, Courtney Lee, Al Jefferson, Jeremy Lin, Marvin Williams, and Nick Batum back. So the Hornets, organi- and, and just timing and money, the Hornets organization mm-hmm. had to make some choices, had to make some prioritizations. And when you talk to Clifford, it's, it's uh, clear that the Hornets prioritized g- getting Nick Batum and getting Marvin Williams back because they think that Nick Batum and his talent changed the the trajectory of this franchise and and I I believe they think that Marvin Williams his his commitment his professionalism his locker room mm-hmm. presence and the versatility of what he brings on the offensive and defensive side of the floor are are vital to this team's success and while I David while I'm still concerned about a regression and what that could mean with the, the trickle down effect of that on this Hornets lineup. I I am I still I, I buy their argument. I buy their their defense of of Marvin Williams and his value to this team because you know you, you two, two summers of of just a crazy commitment to his body, his fitness, and his game uh, could lead to to big things for the Hornets this next season. His leadership and professionalism is certainly something that any locker room would like to have, and I think that helped. But his play last year made him a sought-after target along with Nick Batum. So I do think signing those two guys was a priority. I mean, you go back and look over the course of his career. His third year in the league, he shot 10% from three-point land. Um, now, that was a much different league and a much different player. He, he didn't hardly shoot any threes. But you can see that work he's put in over the last you know five or six years and it paid off last year in charlotte mm-hmm. when he hit over 40 40 percent from three doug i mean and that's something that it you know as the game is going where the league's going that's obviously more valuable right now and i was glad to hear that he put in the same kind of work this offseason that he did last offseason they had a plan and they stuck to it because i mean you have to look at it like you've been saying doug 
he, he hit such a high point in his career at such a late stage in his career that you have to sit there and say, gosh, can that be replicated? You know, can he keep that going at this late date? But if they're continuing to do the right things like they did last year, you factor getting MKG back in, maybe getting a little more help for Marvin down low on defense with a guy like Roy Hibbert, that, hey, he can save some of his legs and and have another year like he did last year. So I think you're right. I mean, they definitely wanted to have his locker room presence and his leadership, and they're looking for him to deliver on the court too. So um, and all around, you know, he's just a, a true pro, and yeah. I think they're they're glad to have him back. Yeah, they need his two way play. I think when you look at the two players that they brought back, Marvin Williams, Nick Batum, both of them have something in common, uh, and that's balance on offense and defense. You know, they're not going to they're not going to stuff the stat sheet in one particular area. It's just balance play all around, and they make other players better around them. And you can't. I don't know if you can say that as much for a player like Al Jefferson, who's certainly better offensively than he is defensively, and and Jeremy Lin, I think the same. Courtney Lee, I think, is somebody that they wanted to bring back because he he does those same kind of things. But you know, Courtney Lee moving on to the New York Knicks, where he will probably start. Same thing with Jeremy Lin; he's probably going to start, or he is going to start there in Brooklyn. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I've seen I've oh, seen yeah. the, oh, yeah. I've seen the pictures out of Brooklyn's um, the 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 unknowns. Oh. Uh, so no, he'll, not, not 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 a not a league pass team. Not not a league pass team. He'll definitely start there. But but my point is, they went after two guys who they they felt like uh, can can help them get balanced play. That's a priority for this organization and has been since Steve Clifford took over. And also a priority continuity with so many of their key cogs becoming free agents, as I just mentioned. Bringing Marvin Williams was a key part of sustaining some of that continuity from last season. Found this little nugget about the Hornets roster continuity on Twitter. John Schumann at John Schumann on Twitter is known for dropping some great stat dumps on the NBA Twitter sphere, and he did it again. This time he compiled some numbers on team continuity. It lists out how many returning players each team has and returning minutes, plus ranks every team by the percentage of minutes each team is bringing back. And the Hornets, surprisingly, you'd think losing all of that talent, uh, but surprisingly, the Hornets ranked 12th in percentage of returning minutes from last season. You know, the overwhelming story, David, of this Hornets offseason and the reason that national, the reason, as Justin said, expectations aren't as high for this squad is because they lost Jeremy Lin, Al Jefferson, Courtney Lee. That's been the story. Um, but a, this continuity, it doesn't, it doesn't shock people who are paying close attention to the team, and it doesn't shock uh, head coach Steve Clifford either. Well, I think that we have more continuity, and I really look at Mike as almost a free agent signing, uh, and yet nobody is more of an expert on how we play than he is. Right. I mean, he's an experienced player, but he has high IQ, and he's on top of everything. So... You know, really, uh, although we'll have new players in our playing group, we also have a lot of continuity. And again, the thing that I look for is I think that we'll have a way to play well on offense and on defense, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what leads to winning. That's Steve Clifford there on Live with Matt and Matt at Media Day. He obviously sees it as a sign of strength. Others look at those uh, player losses, and, and they smell blood in the water. What say you, David? Uh, I think Clifford likes to go with guys, and we've said this before, that he can trust, right? He runs his team a lot like I run my fantasy team. He wants to reduce risk 
and go with the most stable options. And I think that comes in when you look at the continuity. <laughs> what you know, you don't you don't buy that that comparison. I just, exactly the same. I just how hands on are you with your fantasy team? How much time do you spend on your fantasy team every week? I woke up this morning and checked it. I actually forgot about the waiver. It's been a crazy week this week, but I tend to get guys that I know, so I don't have to make too many subs during the week. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Hey, you know, I have a saying. I have a saying. When when you're running short on time, go the way you know. Don't try to get fancy. Don't try to cheat Google Maps. You got to go the way you know. So that's that's what Clifford's doing here. Yeah, me and Clifford are the same thing. Yeah, Um, exactly. Exactly the same thing. So I think that um, that was what this offseason was all about, right? I mean, it came down to retaining the guys that they could as opposed to trying to bring in um, some big hitters in free agency. And that ended up giving them some continuity from from year to year, I think. I mean, don't you think that's part of what they're trying to build here? Well, there are a couple of different kinds of continuity going on with the Hornets. Obviously, they return four starters. Zeller may not end up starting, but they do return four major starters from last season and a lot of scoring. They get MKG back. As Clifford mentioned, it's almost like a free agent signing, but but you know, yeah. MKG knows the offense. He quarterbacks the defense, so that guy knows the scheme. Uh, you know, he he intimately understands the team and can tie together whatever Cl- Clifford wants to accomplish. Uh, the final piece of continuity is at the backup point guard position, and it may not seem like a huge deal, uh, but when you're in camp and you're trying to build things and then you have Kimba hurt, it can be a big deal. Here's what uh, Steve Clifford had to say about having Ramon Sessions, who played for the Bobcats under Steve Clifford, and Brian Roberts, who was traded last season, but played has played for this Hornets organization for, for a season and a half. Here's what he had to say. For camp, it's critical because they're both so comfortable with everything. They're organizing and running their team. So it's, uh, you know, it's a big, big advantage. So look, you know, small things can affect how a team jumps out of the gate in the regular season. The Hornets struggled to jump out of that gate last season, and we saw, that even though they won 48 games, had they picked up a few early wins, it could have made the difference for the Hornets in the playoffs, could have given them, and, and that yeah. has to be the goal for the Hornets. They have to think, get home court in that first round. I think to do that, you have to play well early on and, and make sure you accumulate those wins when when teams are still trying to figure themselves out and a lot of these southeastern division teams david are going to be figuring themselves out so they may have some opportunities that's a good point i mean they're certainly the most you would think one of the more consistent teams in that division and they will have some new pieces trying to figure things out so if you can get a jump on them i mean that's going to be huge you said it last year any one any half win any anything they could have gotten last year would have bumped them up into a uh, home court advantage. So they know how important that is for sure. I, I think it's something they're focusing on and we've looked at it out of the gate. They've got a chance to do it if they can come together quickly. The, great, great point all around. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks for listening to Locked on Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, make sure you're getting these episodes every weekday giving you that insider access into training camp and in the preseason as well. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, please give us a five-star review. 
help hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. We want to hear from you. Email us your Hornets thoughts, your questions, your comments to buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com or go to at thehive.com and comment on the post. That's where we pull a lot of the comments that we read on the show as well. Hive Talk Live is a presentation of SB Nations at thehive.com. We're back again tomorrow to wrap up this week and get you ready for October 3rd. The Hornets hit the court once again to play the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't blame it on caffeine and then go to Coke and Pepsi. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17